2: The text, which apparently means it's okay with him. That's how people are it. Now, they don't even respond. They just I like it. Because, like, okay, I yeah. guess that means Thumbs it's okay. Thumbs up, Dad. <laughs> Thumbs down ultimately for my son last week in Minnesota. What an experience that ended up being for him. Although he now has come to the realization that anytime you go to a sporting event, there's a chance the team that you'd like to see win is going to lose, or as the case may be, get blown off the field. Their worst home loss since John F. Kennedy was president, literally. So uh, anyway, that was week 11. We don't care about week 11 anymore. We care about week 12. And this is the Joint Megapix podcast, Chris Sims Unbuttoned and PFT PM. Yep. We've done a separate Thanksgiving Pix pod. Thank you if you checked it out. If you didn't, thanks for nothing. Thank you, Chris, for picking the Cardinals to cover on Monday night. That kept me from being swept on the week that was, and there it is. Hey. Show week that yes. All
1: right, hey, I'm I'm proud of you. you. You're of handling it better than our women, Our experiment. woman pictures from last week, where you almost blew a freaking gasket. So this is good. I, I'm I'm looking at this growth you're showing. Well, I look well, like well, I'm showing Wolf growth because, and you look like who did I say you look like earlier? Oh no yeah I said Bigfoot. Sasquatch. He looks like Bigfoot, Sasquatch. That's a, like if you look at the movie Bigfoot with John Lithgow, I believe it is. Yeah, him.
2: Damn, you look just like him with just a little different coloring. <laughs> um and and by the way, by the way, I have two things to say. First of all, I showed my wife the clip of my reaction to the image from last week and she said you're kind of being a dick there. So, I you know, the the ultimate check on my tendencies is my wife so I'm being less of a dick this week and I am actually in the spirit of the season I am going to display the kind of quality that I would like to see from everyone something that we don't see enough of and that is blunt candid honesty I was 0-3 in the best bets last week pick I, I Pete I think we really do need to bring in an outside firm to check your work I went over I went over Ravens, Panthers. I was 0-3. So this calls into question the accuracy of everything that you do, Pete. But that's okay. It's okay.
1: Well One done, Mike. Well you done. Catch. You know, you see, the thing about business ethics is, uh, <laughs> I mean, way to go.
2: I'm really proud of you for doing I, that. I, I, what a I'm great sorry, guy. I, but, I mean, hey, let, let me tell you something. I tell you that I was thinking about this the other day. When I was a kid and I'd run up to the candy store more often than I should, anytime that I would have some spare change, change that I, you know, stole from the jar that my parents kept in the closet. So it wasn't like I was an angel. But I went up there one time and they gave me too much change. And I said, You gave me too much change. And the woman acted like I had just descended from the clouds above by being honest. And that reinforcement. It's like when you have a moment like that, when you're like eight years old. Yeah. It's like, you it know, it, you. You know it's, there's, there's nothing wrong with telling the truth, even if it's against your interest. Yeah, so you there. this goes way against my interest because I want nothing more than to catch you and beat you, actually preserve my lead against exactly. you at best That's bets. It. But I was 0-3. Again, All right, 1-2. So now right, you, you only got
1: it. a one-game game lead on me in best bets as all. And I, I took two of the three categories there. So well done, but what a what a guy you are. I appreciate that. You know, for for being Sasquatch and the Harry and the Henderson look alike there on the graphic, you are on fire. Look, that's not you, look at that, that was you on the graphic right there. Uh, we're uh,
2: gonna have to pay somebody he, for that now. Look at that. He's doing right. the Vikings <laughs> thing right there. He's going to I, uh, I- I- <laughs> All right uh, okay, enough of that, seriously, we're gonna have to pay somebody now. that is pretty accurate though, well done, okay, we're gonna have to pay him another check we're 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 uh what's the word Infringing Put it on, the on copyright. your dab uh, l'oreal and uh, here's the other thing too here. Here's the other secret. If you're honest about something one time and you establish a reputation for being honest, then you can just lie all oh, you want. Yet, no,
1: oh, well, you know me. Honest. I'm usually <laughs> honest. I, 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 did, I forgot there. My fault.
2: You know that one time? <laughs> yeah. That one time you're I took the bullet now. and now I'm golden. All right. yeah. uh, I cannot tell a lie. I cut down the cherry tree and then George Washington was free to live a life of chicanery after that. Here we go. 1 p.m. Eastern games on Sunday. The Broncos at the Panthers. Denver is somehow a two and a half point favorite. Well, it's because they're playing the Panthers. Sam Donald back at quarterback over under of 36. The lowest over under of the entire season. And it probably will go under 36. Chris, who do you like in this?
1: I mean, if you made me bet, I'd go like, what? there's no way we see 36 points on the field in this game total. No way. I mean, uh you know, I'm gonna go seventeen thirteen, uh, Broncos over Panthers here. But I mean had did thoughts of thirteen ten come in my head? Fourteen ten? Oh yeah, of course they did. I mean what's what's the Panthers defense we know has got a little talent as we discussed, you know, we've discussed it a lot of weeks. And The Broncos, it's an offensive line that you can't say is just going to overpower people in the run game and take advantage of the Panthers. There's that issue. And then, of course, Russell Wilson, his play, the Panthers can cover and rush the passer a little bit. So, you know, from that aspect, you look at it and go, yeah, I don't think the Broncos are just going to march up and down the field on them. And then the Panthers' offense just absolutely sucks. So to think that they're going to do much at all against – one of the best defenses in football. And really, we've only seen the Raiders really be consistent in, in kind of carving up the
2: Broncos. Broncos 17-13, Mike. Broncos 14-10. Same idea, though. Uh, a defensive struggle. We saw the Panthers. And last – why the hell did I think ravens panthers was going to go over and i remember why i thought the ravens would We're go up blow big, out right and then garbage time and then garbage time the panthers would start scoring some points we've seen the ravens blow leads all year yeah it just never happened because the ravens never built a freaking lead oh no. so uh this time around it's defensive struggle both sides of the ball i don't know why the hell the over under is 36 i'm leaning heavily in that direction as a best bet um but uh yeah i think the broncos win but it's not going to be pretty and 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 I don't want to hear you know Nathaniel Hackett act like this somehow saves his job. This doesn't. This, this is one that the Walmart moguls will look at and say, of course you should have won this one. And if he loses this one, he may end up staying in Charlotte indefinitely.
1: Yeah, that would be scary. And I would think uh, that might yeah come if it, if they did lose that I that would I would I would legitimately join in going oh man he might be in trouble. That that's that's not a good look for him overall. Uh, but I yeah. think he's
2: already in trouble. I think he's already in trouble. But it you lose this one, like it. and it's even, it becomes even more clear. Right. Losing to the Raiders at home, blowing a 10-point lead to a team that has only beaten one other team all year other than you. 2-0 against you, 1-7 and against everyone else, and that win came against the Texans. So four, uh, uh, 14-10 is my score for that game. Let's move on to the next one. The Buccaneers coming off of their bye week. The Browns in their final game before they say farewell to Jacoby Brissett as the starter. And welcome back to Sean Watson. The Browns have not been good this year. They are three and seven. The Bucks are turning it around. They've gotten to 500 coming out of the bye two years ago. They ran the table. Now there was only four games to go. They have seven left this year. They're only three-and-a-half-point favorites at Cleveland. The Browns have just not been impressive lately, and the Bucks have been. I'm surprised by this spread. I think you know where I'm leaning. Chris, where are you leaning as the winner and the uh, the one who does or doesn't cover the spread? Yeah, you? I'm with you here,
1: too. This is one that caught my eye, I and mean, uh, definitely. You know, first off, the Bucs, the defense is healthy. I just have a hard time thinking the Browns are going to run the ball at all against the the Buccaneers' defense. I mean, it, it's just, I, I think we're going to see here down the stretch, as they're healthy, we're going to get to the conversation of are they the best run-stopping defense again in football? So I don't look at it that way. And then, you know, unlike last week with maybe Buffalo early on, where Buffalo's not as big up front as Tampa, uh, Tampa's not going to have to you know go all in to stop the run. And also within that, Tampa's got better man-to-man cover corners than the Buffalo Bills. So even if they do want to go all in, you can kind of trust their group. You know, as far as uh, Jamel Dean and Carlton Davis and bunting to I think cover the Cleveland Browns. So I look at that as total advantage Bucks. And then the other side of the ball, I think this is a bad matchup for the the Browns defense. You know, I I kind of see this a little bit like I almost saw the Bucks with the Seahawks and the fact that, yeah, the Seahawks weren't, you know, they don't got a great run stopping defense, but at the same time you go, man, we can't just load the box and play to stop the run. We got to worry about Brady in the pass game. So now we got to back off a little bit and now you're exposed with your run defense once again. And I just think that's a bad formula. I do. I think the Bucks are going to continue to be patient with the run They've shown a little success here as of late. I think they'll be able to run the ball against the Browns enough to where it opens up the floodgates of Brady passing and everything that way. So I'm going 30 to 17 bucks here, Mike.
2: They figured out the formula. The defense is better. The running game is there. Tom Brady did a nice job of shaming them into performing better. Remember, that was the story a couple of weeks ago before the game in Germany. He kept saying that the game day performance, the game day effort was embarrassing and Todd Bowles, the head coach, pushed back a little bit, but Brady kept going. Byron Leftwich joined in, and it worked. Brady showing leadership, Brady taking charge, Bucks taking charge. I got the exact same score, thirty to seventeen, and I can. I, I'm serious. It's right here. It's right there. Thirty to seventeen, Bucks win, and uh, that may be a best bet candidate as well. The Ravens, you had them as a best bet last week, given thirteen to the Panthers. I had Ravens Panthers as a best bet going over. The Ravens go down to Jacksonville. Jags coming off of their bye. 43 and a half over under. Ravens four point favorites. I assume you're gonna say the Ravens win. Do the Ravens cover? Well, I don't know. You may pick the Jaguars. You've been all in on the Jaguars. This should be interesting. So I'm curious. Who do you think's gonna win?
1: Well, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna ride with the Jaguars to win the game.
2: I am gonna ride with them to
1: cover the spread, though. I am. I, I do think that they have the ability to to slow down the Ravens on the, on the offensive side of the ball for Baltimore. You know, one, I just look at it and go, yeah, there's enough size and talent up front and speed too. Like a good combination there of kind of slowing down the Ravens pass game. And a little like I was talking with the Bucks, like if they do want to play man-to-man on that, you know, hey, this is going to be the thing we evaluate with Baltimore down the stretch. If the run game can't work, are they good enough in the pass game to beat people? And again, Lamar Jackson's good enough. It's not about him. He's just got to be given the right plays and some weapons to be able to, you know, use his ability and take advantage of people. But we've seen and had those moments of when they can't run the ball. It's not the most creative pass offense always. And they don't necessarily have the go-to receiver other than Mark Andrews. And I think that bodes well for Jacksonville's defense. I think they give Baltimore's offense some issues here. And I think a lot of Baltimore's defense, the way they're playing right now, it's good. Jaguars got good balance. I think the Jaguars going to hang around in this one. I'm going to go Ravens
2: 24-21. I have the Ravens winning this one Thirty-one twenty-one. so I see a touchdown to be scored late in the game by Baltimore or earlier, who knows, but I got them winning by 10. You have picked the Jaguars as your spread winner in every one of their games except one this year. You continue to ride the Jaguars' bandwagon, and even though you don't pick them to win, obviously you pick them to cover yes. the spread on Sunday. Here's a big spread coming up on Sunday. The Dolphins coming off of their bye, hosting the hapless Texans who got blown off the field by the Commanders. It feels like it's starting to fall apart for Houston. It's coming together for Miami. 13-point favorites are the Dolphins at home, 46 over under. I know you're going to pick the Dolphins to win. Or are you going to pick the Dolphins to cover? That's the question.
1: Yeah, I, I, 100% I am, 100%. And I, I mean, listen, the only way I see the Texans, like, hanging in there a little bit here is just it would have to be a com- – A complete stop of the Dolphins' run game, which I don't see that happening because the Texans' defense is, you know, pretty crappy as far as that department's concerned, which is scary because now, you know, they're not a great pass defense, but they play pass defense all the time. That's all they want to do. But now, oh, we can't even do that because we have to worry about the run game, and they don't have the firepower to mess with this football team that way. That's where I just... I think the Dolphins are going to be able to do whatever they want, run, pass, play action, whatever. I I don't imagine it. I mean, they get extra scary when they can run the ball a little bit. We've seen that. That just opens up the floodgates. So that's what I'm expecting on that side of the ball. And then with the Texans, I mean, if Damian Pearson company can't just dominate the line of scrimmage and chew up clock, I don't know how they do much else of anything. And again, I don't think that's going to happen. You know with the fact that you don't really have to worry about a pass game and there's you know can Xavier Howard cover Brandon Cooks? Yes, he can. But you know, I think they're going to be ready to stop the run. It's a game where they can kind of go all in to stop the run cuz there's not a that big of a pass threat to worry about. Dolphins 34-14 for me, Mike.
2: My god, the exact same score Holy again. Crap. I am serious. 34 to 14 and it's not like it I mean 35-14 would have been the more predictable score. 34:14, the exact same score and the exact same analysis. There's no need for me to repeat it all. Look, the, the Dolphins are moving in the right direction. The Dolphins are performing incredibly well. They are gaining confidence by the week. Mike McDaniel should be one of the favorites for Coach of the Year, frankly, what he's done with that team, what he's done with Tua vailoa We'll see what they do in the playoffs, but I think they'll get there this year, and they may be very dangerous. We saw what happened when they tried to take away Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddle, in their last game against the Browns, they carved him up with everyone else. else, Mike McDaniel doing a great job with that team. Yeah, with everyone else. So Jeff Wilson Jr. has been awesome. Great, brilliant trade by them. And he's been plugged in as the number one guy. Sorry, Raheem Mostert. Jeff Wilson Jr. has taken over. So they, they have found ways to get better. And uh, they are getting better as the season goes on. They're 7-0 when Tua Tonga-Bailoa has started. It really is amazing. All right, the Bears at the Jets. As we do this, we don't know who the starting quarterback for the Jets is going to be. We're well, taking this think, on Wednesday. What do you think
1: that tells you? I mean, that to me would mean that I, I would think that it means they're going to stick with Zach Wilson. I, but I, I don't know.
2: I think that this is, this entire exercise, it's an effort to both humble and mature I think so, Zach too. Wilson.
1: I think you're right. Let's...
2: Let's make him spend a couple days thinking worrying. he's lost his job. Right. Let's see how he deals with it. If he's a punk, maybe we will set him down. If he shows signs of accountability, you know, you, you learn a lot from somebody and how they handle adversity. Do, do they blame others or do they take that as the wake-up call that the Jets desperately need him to answer? So I, I was on radio in Miami earlier today between – our morning show and, and doing this and it came up and that's when it kind of crystallized for me. This is a test yeah.
1: of Zach Wilson, the poker and the, and test. let's see
2: if he passes it <clears throat> and let's see if spending a day or two thinking about what may come. And I think they're going to get No matter how he reacts, they're going to give him one more chance. are going they're going to give him one more chance. And if stays there, cause you're not going to throw the guy away. Based on one day, and as you've said, who the hell was open? What was he supposed to do with the football? But this is the shot across the bow at Zach Wilson. That if you don't grow up quick, you are going to be on the bench.
1: Yeah, I, I, so I, would, I think would it is that. going to be him. Yeah, I think it is going
2: to be him. I right. agree with you.
1: Yeah, I, I would think so too. I think we okay. would have heard the rumors if it was somebody else break out yesterday. You know, if they decide to go with Flacco or Mike White or whoever, you would have started to hear things break They've out on Tuesday the night. They've informed the team. Right. They've informed the team. Zach Wilson's They've been informed, informed the quarterbacks. right, and an agent has found yeah. out now and has told Shefty or somebody. That's where I, I'm with you. And I think it was really kind of a shot across the bow to almost everybody on the offensive side of the ball. You know, yeah, Zach Wilson certainly wasn't great. We know that. There was issues. But, I mean, man, I mean, it was. I mean, if we're going to hold him to that standard, then we got to reevaluate everybody on the offense because they were all shitty. I mean, everybody. So, it, it, you know, there was well, a lot well, of issues. Robert
2: Sala said, dog shit. Yeah, it was all. He I mean, said they, they the couldn't block was, he was anybody shit. in the run
1: game. They couldn't protect. They dropped passes. They ran some wrong routes. Uh, yeah, so there was a, a, a lot of issues there, but Zach Wilson certainly got to grow up and mature, like you're like you're saying. All right, so how do you see this going? What do you think? I'm going to play it that Justin oh. Fields is playing right now. That's what I'm going to go. I'll give a little what I think will happen either way, but I'm going to pick this game as in as in he's playing.
2: See, I don't think Fields is playing. Even though he doesn't have a dislocated, non-throwing shoulder, the fact that we don't know anything about it tells me that they are trying to do the Jedi mind trick with the Jets to make that defense think they're going to see Fields when they're actually going to see Simeon. And even if they see Fields, Fields has been electric, Fields has been dynamic, Fields has been spectacular, and they can't win. They're like one in five, isn't yeah. it? One in five in the yeah. last six games. Isn't it funny? And, and but, uh, but yeah. since
1: he's doing good, everybody's backed off the Bears. All the public public attention to that situation. You know, I, I feel like the Bears ha- fans were were more unhappy earlier in the year when they were winning a football few football games and Justin Fields wasn't looking good. As compared to now where, yeah, they're not winning, but I guess they're seeing the future a little bit and going, wait, if he can do this, we can build around it and watch what happens then. And I understand that. But it's it's amazing what using the talents of your quarterback can do to your franchise.
2: Even then, I think the Jets win 17-10, regardless of who the quarterback <laughs> yeah, yeah. is. For either team, yeah. I think the Jets win. The defense is too good, and the Bears have, have not shown me anything since they beat the Patriots, when they had that eleven days to realize, let's use Justin Fields deliberately as a runner, not just when the pass play that we've called falls apart. So, yeah. what's your score for this one? Yeah, I got I, seventeen I'm, ten Jets.
1: I'm I'm gonna go twenty to seventeen Jets. You know that, and, and that's what I'll stick by for sure. I will say that if it's Trevor Simeon, I'd probably I probably would go 24, 10. Jets somewhere along those lines but to your point the Jets defense it's it's too good they're too fast they keep eight eight people at the line of scrimmage all the time I would have a hard time thinking even with a healthy Justin Fields that that run game or his run game is just going to you know, blow up or, you know, be amazing like it has been the last few weeks. I think this will be a tough, this will be a tougher test for that to work. And the Bears defense, as we know, it's nothing special. It's not. And that would be one reason, you know, one, hey, you're five and two with Zach Wilson and the two losses being against the same team that's dominated you for the last two decades. All right. But, you know, this is a game where for a young quarterback, you might have the opportunity to gain some confidence and get something going here. You know, we're talking about a team that's in the playoffs with a quarterback that's 5-2 and two and a bad game up in New England who's made, what, how many quarterbacks look bad over the last 20 years? And the fan base wants to bench the quarterback. And I know it hasn't been pretty, but it's a style of football they're opting to play as well, like we talked about yesterday. The Jets are opting to play 2013 Seattle Seahawks football. That's what they're doing. So it's never going to look that pretty. But I'll go with the Jets to win this no matter what.
2: And and look, this is the one to help Zach Wilson build some confidence because next week they go to Minnesota. So it makes sense to try to get him back on the right track here, get him to show some maturity. Get him to properly connect with his teammates in the locker room and then move forward because yep. they continue to be six and four and very much in the playoff chase. Bengals and Titans, two teams who are definitely in the playoff chase. The Bengals are six and four. The Titans are seven and three. The Bengals are one and a half point favorites. Now, at least for this one, it makes sense because the Bengals won there in the playoffs. But still, the Titans, to your point from earlier today on PFT Live, they continue to be disrespected. You accused me of disrespecting them by keeping them out of the top ten in the PFT power rankings. They're disrespected again with a better record at home and they are underdogs to the Bengals. Who wins? And if you pick the Bengals, do the Bengals cover the spread, Chris. Yeah, hold on, hold on. I got a text from Vrabel. He
1: said, hey, tell Florio To keep that baked ham this year, I'm going to shove that thing right up his ass. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. He didn't text me. He wouldn't text me (laughs) anyway.
2: Just because you know he likes me and you think he doesn't like you, that's not going to work. That's not going to save you. It's too late.
1: I know. He does not. I don't don't think he likes me. I'm not. not, uh,
2: And there aren't many who like me, so don't. Don't fuck with the ones who do, please. I know, and of all people I few, he, too, he, like you, he, he
1: chose you. I just don't, don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. I really don't. But The power of the ham. <laughs> I guess so. You're serious. Send somebody
2: a ham. You send a guy like that a ham, <laughs> yeah. you got a friend for life. Yeah, seriously. You feed a dog, you got a friend for life. <laughs> um, Not that he's a dog.
1: No, no. We, <laughs> we got what, what you I know. I, I, I got you. I got what you mean. Um, But, but you know, I, I look at the Titans and – you know, again, it's, it's never pretty, but I look at the t- Titans as a team that can go to the Super Bowl. I really do. And, again, uh, we had one of the answers or questions answered by us a little last week. We'll see if they can keep it going. But the semblance of a, a pass game and a guy to maybe go to here down the stretch in Traylon Burks, they don't need much in the pass game. They, as we've seen the last few years, they just need enough. They just need hey we've run the ball we need one guy to be a little bit scary down the field and play action pass and we got the formula we need. You know, this is a tough matchup. The Bangles, they, they the Bangles with DJ Reeder back, they can play defense. They're pretty good at covering out covering, you know, playing man to man, let alone mixing some things up. But the Bangles on offense, you know me, I'm always wanting more in the creative aspect element. There's a little bit more than there was five or six weeks ago, but I don't know if it's enough to beat this group here. I, I, again, I look at the Titans right now and kind of go, I think this is the hottest, best defense in football, and I think they're going to stop the run easily in this football game. We saw how they pressured Joe Burrow last year in the playoff game. I don't think it'll be much different than that. They're going to be all over him. I'm taking Titans on an ugly one, 20-17.
2: Nine sacks they had of Joe Burrow last year in the divisional round. It was those three interceptions that made the difference. Tannehill's, Tannehill's that's the other aspect. Stuck with him.
1: Right. I'm going to play that angle, too, that he's got that, you know, uh, everybody stuck that up his ass over the last year, and he's going to play good football to kind of shut up that little perception around this game and kind of put that game to bed from last year.
2: So I've got the Titans 27-23. I went back and forth on it, but I really do think that's an extra motivating factor. The Titans have a few extra days to get ready for this that's one. That's right. And they're going to be ready to go. Now, the one reason I hesitated, Chris, is Jamar Chase may be back. I know. He may be back for this one. I we'll know. see. And, and that 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 really opens up the offense. But, but he was healthy last year, and the Titans should have won that game, and I think this time they will. Not that it makes up for losing to them in the playoffs, but it helps. And maybe they'll cross paths again come January. All right, the last one in the early window on the 12th Sunday of the 2022 regular season. The Falcons at the Washington Commanders. And this is it for the Commanders. Schedule takes a turn after this one. They got some tough games on the remainder of the docket. This is one they should win. They're four-point favorites in this one. They're 6-5. and It's unbelievable. The Falcons got the win over the Bears this past weekend. They're still alive, sort of. Who do you like? Well, you know,
1: I just talked about the Titans being one of the hottest defenses in football. but well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, because maybe it's this team. I mean, Washington's defense is is off the charts good right now. I mean, it, it's dust it's, up. Yeah, what's that? Dust, yeah. It ain't dust up anymore. Dust up. It definitely is not. It's been some straight up ass kickings. It 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 has. And then, you know, you talk about a Falcons offense that you know there is no more Kyle Pitts. Drake London, hey, it looks good. But I think all the things that people worried about with him in the draft process are starting to be shown a little bit. You know, I know the passing offense is not great, but, you know, big guy who can run routes, I don't know if he can necessarily separate all the time. They don't have a guy to be scared of in the pass game. That's just a bad formula when you're playing the commanders, when they can kind of go, oh, we can really just focus on this aspect. And then that D-line can really focus on that. And then also added to that that when the commanders can just run the ball a smidgen like we're seeing here, they're dangerous because they, they, the weapons in the pass game are, are, are a mismatch for most teams in the, in the secondary. I'm going commanders 24-17.
2: I've got the Commanders winning this game 23-20 to 20 without Kyle Pitts. Look, it's not like they were using him anyway. He yeah. was having a disappointing season. I just feel like the Commanders understand they've got momentum. They need to keep winning games while they can because it gets very difficult soon, uh, starting with the Giants next week. And these teams in the NFC East are going to go against each other. I know. I know. I know, Pete. Pete, I know. Pete, I know. Let me finish my point. The commanders have a tough road before next week when the Giants uh, and the commanders get together for the first time. Now we have to go back, and we have to fix some of our work because, Chris, Zach Wilson has been benched. Wow. Her shifting. Wow. The team has been informed. I don't know. It's impressive they held it until today. The team has been informed that Zach Wilson is being benched. No word on who's starting. I assume it's Mike White, but who the hell knows at this point. So I'm assuming that folks will – paced together for the individual, you know, game previews. What we're saying now with what we said earlier, how does this change? This is one of the rare instances where even though the hand is off the checker, we can put the, the hand back on the checker and move it. If we are so inclined, are you inclined to change your pick now that we know that Zach Wilson's not playing? I, I don't think I am. I
1: don't, you know, again, they're not a team that plays through the quarterback anyways. You know, they want to run the ball. They want to play defense. They want the quarterback to make, Three or four throws within the fo- the football game to get them over the hump. That's why I'm a little surprised. Zach Wilson had been doing that. You know, but yeah, it, it also to, to your point and what you've said all along, and I, I agree with you, it seems like it's more of an almost an attitude leadership thing involved in this conversation as well. But having said all of that, I'd probably I'm still gonna go Jets 20 Bears 17. I'm not gonna change it.
2: I'm going to stick with mine as well. I, I see the name Streveler is trending on Twitter right now. There are fans calling for the Jets to go with him, the former Great Cup The champion, Jets are always their tra- Jets fans option. are
1: always rooting for the guy that's not good to where they can stay chaos. in Loserville. They like Loserville.
2: They want chaos. They want chaos. Um, and here's my theory. Here's my theory. Since it didn't come out until today, I think that I your theory I don't of what know you this, explained earlier. But I th- I think that he did not react well to the news that he may be losing his job. That maybe he got a little pissy with somebody. Maybe you know, slammed a door, or acted like a punk, and they said, "Fine, you just you just wrote your own ticket to the bench." I really think that because this is something that should have come out yesterday. If he was getting benched, they would have told somebody yesterday. It would have come out yesterday. I think they wanted to see how he dealt with it, and they decided, you know what? It's time uh, because when has this happened that a top two pick gets benched in his second season when he's five and two this year, as you've said. Yeah. So I think there's more to it. And I think this is about maturity or lack thereof accountability or lack thereof and proper reaction to adversity or lack thereof. But I'm still sticking with 1710. This is the kind of thing that can pull the team together. There's enough guys in that locker room. Yeah. That that were upset with how he acted, they come together and they rally around whoever, whether it's Mike White, Joe Flacco, Chris Strebler, or John uh, Joe Namath. I don't care, or John Namath, as the case may be. There's probably someone out there named John Namath, uh, and maybe he's available. So uh, anyway, I'll stick with seventeen ten. Who do they, did I'll they say? Chris, to, I'll stick with 1710. Have we
1: heard who they're going
2: to go with here? I haven't seen who. Wow, that's interesting. Which too. is make which which is a which is another. We need to go to break, but that's another little block that supports the idea that this is more about anti Zach wilson get him out we'll worry about where we're going to go from here but they got practice today in advance of yeah sunday's game so whoever it's going to be yeah. presumably mike white we'll, we'll, we'll find out soon enough let's take a break the four o'clock eastern games from the 12th sunday of the 2022 regular season we'll go over those right after this PFTPM Chris Sims unbuttoned. We move on to the 4 p.m. Eastern games and 425 p.m. Eastern games for week 12. Assuming there will be no more quarterback benchings that break while we're taping this. But who the hell knows at this point in this year's NFL. We start with the Chargers at the Cardinals. The L.A. Chargers, four and a half point favorites. The Cardinals had a crazy ass week in Arizona. They get blown out. Buddha Baker says there were guys who weren't trying. They fire their offensive line coach, Sean Kugler, for allegedly groping a woman in Mexico City. Actually, they sent him home before the game even started. You've got DeAndre Hopkins being called steroid boy by Charverius Ward, the 49ers defensive back. It is one thing after another. Forty-seven and a half over under for this one. The Cardinals feel like they're falling apart. The Chargers have lost two in a row, even though they should have, could have won both games. Chris, to the Chargers turn it around and get back over five hundred? They're currently five and five.
1: I, I think so. I mean, you kind of laid it out, right? I mean, the Cardinals seem like they're going in the wrong direction here. I mean, these are all the signs of dysfunction. I mean, there's been a few things here over the week that just go. Hey, I don't, I don't know how things are going to shake out there. Let alone. You know, even on the matchup on the field, I don't think it's good. The Cardinals offense that has zero traditional run game, right, against a defense where, hey, they've played physical and played pretty good and they're creative, and their one weakness is their run defense, and they don't really have to worry about that that much this week against this team. This is one of the few teams in football that they're not overmatched by an offensive line when it comes to the run game. So I, I look at that and go advantage Chargers. They're built to stop the pass and that's where they're they're built to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So this plays right into their line of thinking that way. And then on the other side of the ball, I, I like the Cardinals as far as their scheme and some of the stuff they do, but as we've talked about a few weeks this year, you know, they're 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 not good enough up front to like just get there with their front four all the time. And they gotta blitz a little too much. And I just think this is a game where Herbert slowly carves apart their defense, too, and has his way there. Um, So I look at this to be Chargers 31-20 over the Cardinals.
2: Yeah, I've got 28-20, but the same idea. This is one for the Chargers. If they have any hope of turning this around and making the playoff, they've got to win this game. The Cardinals feel like they're teetering on the edge of falling apart. One of the problems of doing this on Wednesday, we get no initial glimpse of the injury report. We don't know. If Kyler Murray fully participates in practice, for example, with his hamstring injury, if there's any sign he's ready to return, we don't know how banged up Colt McCoy is. He got the shit beat out of him on Monday night by the San Francisco 49ers defense. Is it going to be Trace McSorley at quarterback? We just don't know. But I, it doesn't matter because this is a game for the Chargers to rise up and take it, regardless of who's on the other side. They have to get it on track. They have played well against better teams the last two weeks. They need to take advantage of a game they should win. You put the best Cardinals players out there, and this is a game the Chargers should still win. That's why I'm going 28-20. All right, Raiders at the Seahawks. The Seahawks coming off of their bye week. They're only favored by three and a half against a Raiders team that hasn't played well against teams other than the Broncos this year. And the Seahawks are at home. This one's weird to me. 47 and a half over under Chris of... Do you have as much faith in the Raiders as the betting line seems to suggest? I do. I think this is
1: one of those that it classifies under, you know, matchup football here a little bit. And again, with the Raiders, we got to remember they they've played some good teams very close. Uh, the, the, that is, you know, the, their game planning and stuff they do there is usually I look at it and go, "Oh, that's not bad." It's it's the Jimmies and the Joes that are kind of the issue here. And I think where if I had to just spin my logic on it a little bit, okay? And I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win this game, all right? But this is one of those games where I, got, I looked at and put, like, a little thing next to it and go, I could see the upset happening here. And here would be my reasoning, Mike. One, I, I don't think Kenneth Walker's awesome, but I don't think the Seahawks' O-line is that good to where they're just going to open up holes and rip open holes against the Raiders' defense all game long. You know The Seahawks' offensive line is better than years past. It's still not dominant and like just, oh, wow, they're a, a force to be reckoned with in the running game. No, there's been a lot of these big runs by Kenneth Walker who have just been Kenneth Walker being amazing. right? And then you know, I do have faith in Patrick Graham and some of the things they do on the defensive side of the ball and the creativity and how they're coached there. But I think it's the other side of the ball that I look at that I think is going to pose problems for Seattle. The balance of the Raiders – You know, Seattle, I think, is going to be in a very similar dilemma a little bit like they were over in Germany against Tampa Bay, except this team runs the ball even better. So, and then, okay, wait, we got to put all these people at the line of scrimmage to stop Josh Jacobs in the run game. And I know that's where the Devontae Adams and the creativity of McDaniels can come through. So I, I can see them posing some schematical issues here you know, for, for the Seahawks defense. The Seahawks defense is better, but again, not great. Not special by any stretch of the imagination. And I think some of the creative chaos things they try to create in a lot of weeks, this is a guy like Brady was with McDaniels, where I go, those things aren't going to work against this crew. They're going to be coached up and how to know how to stop some of that creative stuff. I'm going to go Seahawks, but Raiders cover the spread,
2: 27-24. I got 20-13 to 13 Seahawks. Look, I... I just don't see it. I don't see it. They, they, they they had to go to overtime against the Broncos. I, I, they, they looked awful uh, against uh, everyone. They lose to the Jaguars. They, they lose at home to the Colts. They get shut out by the Saints. I mean, you can drop the X's and O's and say they can do this and they can do that, but far too often they just don't do it. And I don't think that beating the Broncos in overtime turns some magical corner. I've seen no. the videos of the celebration in the locker room, and I want to say, guys, it's just the Broncos for crying out loud. I mean, come on. This is a tough spot to go into, and the Seahawks have extra time to get ready for this one. I, I, I just think that uh, Pete Carroll and company will have his guys ready to go, and they understand what's in front of them. Pete Carroll very good at getting his guys fired up. You know, that, that, that relentless enthusiasm that he has – they're 6-4 and four with 7 to go. Everything's in front of them. They're not going to come out of their bye week stubbing their toe. I got 20-13. to 13. I think it could be worse than that. I think they win. I think they cover. But we'll see. This is one we we disagree on as it relates to covering the spread. Next up, Rams and Chiefs. I don't think we're going to disagree on the winner of this one. The only question is whether or not we both believe that the biggest spread of the week, 14.5 points, the Chiefs are favored over the Rams. And I would I would guess this is probably the – the biggest spread a defending Super Bowl champion has ever been on the wrong side of. I can't imagine there have been many Super Bowl champs in the year after they won the Super Bowl. 14 and a half point underdogs. But that's where the Rams are. Matthew Stafford's in the concussion protocol. John Wolford was unable to to play last week because of a neck injury. It could be Bryce Perkins. And, and here are the Chiefs. Firing on all cylinders at home Thanksgiving weekend, 44 point over under Chris. Who do you like?
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I like the chiefs. I definitely do. I like the chiefs big 30 to 13. Uh, I won't be a best bet though. Cause I just, I'm a little scared of the Rams defense. I mean, it, it is still really damn good. It is. And then, you know, again, it's a, it's a chiefs team that doesn't always want to trust the run game or last week, last week was a great example I mean, Pacheco's averaging 10 yards a carry, and they won't give him the ball in the first half. He's got four carries for like 44 yards, and you're like, damn, I mean, every time he gets the ball, it's 10 yards, but we're going to keep throwing it. So that's where it's a little un- un- uh, unpredictable at times, but the Chiefs are in another class right now, and there's just there's nothing that I feel like can really stop Mahomes and company right now. And, I, and as we talked about last week, I think there is an element of toughness and I think this is a game where actually, if, if they're just willing to do it, they'll be able to run on the Rams. Rams are not big up front. They have a definite size advantage between the Chiefs O-line and Rams D-line. And then the Chiefs throw the ball on everybody. I mean, I'm never, never worried about that. And the other side of the ball is, yeah, this is the game where the Chiefs defensive line can absolutely just steamroll the Rams offensive line. I mean, that's what you got to worry about. I mean, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and company, I think they're going to be in the backfield a lot. There's no downfield passing game to worry about. Yeah, I'm going uh Chiefs 30 to 30 to 13.
2: I've got the Chiefs winning this one 38 to 17 and this was the big late afternoon the rematch of the 54-51 epic Monday night game from 4 years ago and, and this and, you know, as I've said before, you know, there are multiple games still to come this year with the Rams in standalone spots Thursday night, Monday night, christmas day against the broncos this this collapse that we're seeing is going to be closely scrutinized in the latter stages of the season starting with this one the big game in the late afternoon for week 12 and uh, it's not going to be a big day for the rams it will be a big day for the chiefs again i've got 38 to 17 all right saints at 49ers Another rematch of the old NFC West days, back when the 49ers could count on going 6-0 and against the Saints, Falcons, and Rams every year as they were fattening up their record and getting home-field advantage. Uh, the Saints are underdogs by nine points against the 49ers, and the 49ers look pretty damn good. In Mexico City on Monday night. Do they win and cover again this week, Chris?
1: Yeah, uh, yes and yes. I'm going to go with here. Not by a lot. I'm going to take the 49ers by 10. But, you know, one, the 49ers defense, we see how good they are, right? And, and and I don't know. Maybe we, if Andy Dalton and company can protect a little bit and throw the ball down the field like we saw last week, then maybe they got a chance to keep this one close. But I got I to gotta see it to believe it. And against the, the 49ers defense, that doesn't let up many big plays or many plays at all. I definitely got to see it to believe it. And then I just feel like the 49ers are on the cusp of being really close, breaking out on the offense. I mean, last week we saw a little bit of the breakout. Their run game hasn't even gotten going on all cylinders yet in San Francisco. And this is not a Saints defense that is as good as years past. They're not. So I just think the 49ers—they're a team kind of on a mission right now, and I think going really in the right direction. I'm going to take them
2: to win a tough physical game, 27-17. I've got the 49ers 31-17, and they're just—they're making their move, and their guys are healthy. And the the challenge is keeping them healthy while they're in the process of making their move. And the Saints got a win over the Rams last week—that's great, but they're not good enough; they're not consistent enough to keep that going and they can't match the physicality of the 49ers 31 17 49ers win but this wouldn't surprise me if this is just one of those weeks because the 49ers have this weird habit of stepping in a hole yeah they do every time it's going well that's just like all of a sudden there's this stray random what the hell was that so it wouldn't completely shock me but i'm not ready to to put my money or not my money as the case may be my pride on the line and suggest that the saints will win the game all right we're going to take a break when we return prime time for Sunday and Monday, including the Packers trying to save their season. The playoffs begin as a practical matter for Green Bay and Philly on Sunday night. We'll discuss that next here on PFTPM and Chris Sims on the podcast.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
2: PFTPM Chris Sims unbuttoned. We go to the final two primetime games of the week, Sunday night and Monday night. Let's start with our game. Packers at the Eagles. Philly's offenses sputtered the past couple of games. They lost at home in prime time to the Commanders to cap Week 10. Here we are Week 12 with the Packers, who had turned things around by beating the Cowboys and then lost in prime time to the Titans by 10. And Aaron Rodgers made a couple of bad throws with the game still in the balance. Can the Packers, with the season on the brink, go to Philly, get a win, and keep their playoff hopes alive, Chris?
1: I don't think it's crazy. I, you know, again, I think this is one where the Packers kind of match up pretty well with the Philadelphia Eagles. I right, Green Bay's defense is still good. You know, Joe Barry, what they got there, I think they'll be able to have a little bit of a plan. To, they'll be able to man up and stop some of the run game. I think you know, as far as their defensive lines considered, you know, I think they got enough athleticism at the second level to kind of deal with Jalen Hurts. There's no Dallas Goddard to worry about. That helps them out. You got a guy like Jair Alexander where you can trust him on an island a little bit, right? So I look at that and I just go, I, I could see this being another game where Philly's offense doesn't necessarily look spectacular. I do that's it's Last week, if it isn't for Jalen Hurts' ability to scramble and do some of that, I don't know if they win that game. I don't think they do, honestly. You know, again, the drop back pass game is less than in Philadelphia when they can't get the other stuff going and they have to go to drop back pass game. It's just not good enough to where it's going to carry them. And I could see that game, this game going that way a little bit. And then Philadelphia where, you know, again, I think this could be, we know run defense obviously is a concern for them. There's a team that we know can run the football a little bit and I think this is a game where the short passing game could be annoying for Philadelphia. I do. You know, Tennessee, I knew would have a plan of dropping guys out and figure out how to slow down some of that stuff by Green Bay. I'm not sure if I've seen enough in Philadelphia's DNA when I watch on film and stuff that they have all the answers to stop some of that. I'm going to pick them to win a game. But, like, here's another game that I'll say if I could see an upset happening this week, this would be it. I'm going to take Eagles 23-20. But I would not be shocked if the Packers somehow won 23-20 either. But I'll ride with the Eagles for right now.
2: I I'm sticking with the Eagles as well. 27-17, the same score by which the Packers lost on Thursday night in Week 11 because why the hell not? I just feel like no matter how much Aaron Rodgers tries to will this team into being something that it isn't, he just can't. And those two missed throws by him. Yeah, they in the were quarter bad. Quarter, There's a few They though. were so bad. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's the kind of thing where guys in the locker room are going to start at a minimum raising eyebrows, at worst saying the old man doesn't have it anymore. And I think that affects the belief that, that they need to have. And, and they asked Rodgers, you know, what can you say to this team to make them think they can turn it around? And he said, it's not just me, it's the other leaders, not just the people with C on their jerseys. But all the leaders in the locker room got to get these guys rallied around the idea. And I just, I just don't think it's there. I don't think it's there. They were able to stop the bleeding for one night, one afternoon with Mike McCarthy back in town. And maybe that was enough of a kick in the ass to get them to rise up. I just I don't see it happening against the Eagles because the Eagles uh, are going to be very determined to keep the lead that they've now reestablished for the one seed in the NFC. All right, so I've got 27-17 Eagles. You've got 23-20 with the Packers covering. Let's go to Monday Night Football. This one I think is exciting. Steelers-Colts, remember they played a a Thanksgiving night game a few years ago. They've had some good battles in the past, all the way back to that playoff game in 2005 when the Steelers went into Indianapolis and won the game and advanced and ultimately won the Super Bowl. Colts are favored by 2.5 in the third game under Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. This is, a, this is a pasta and meatballs, hopefully not pasta and shitballs for me, Chris. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go first here because I think the Steelers are going to win this game. 20-17. to 17. I, I was, I was kind of thinking they were going to maybe beat the Bengals on Sunday, and I was kind of regretting I didn't pick them, But and they kept it close. I was nervous there for a while when it was 24-23 until the Bengals pulled away. I just think the Steelers, you know, prime time. For a team that may not get to the playoffs, for a team that's trying to avoid Mike Tomlin's first losing season ever, I think they pull it together and they get it done one night and one night only. I don't know what's going to happen the rest of the way, but for one night in Indianapolis, they're going to get it together and they're going to get the win.
1: Yeah, it's a very even matchup. It is. I mean, that's, you know, I I don't, I'm not shocked by that. I knew you were going to go there. I I knew that. I knew you're going to pick Pittsburgh in this one, but I think that's like the game you're explaining is the type of game I'm expecting to see. It is. I think the big thing, I you know, again, you know how how much I think of this Colts defense. I just I have a hard time thinking Pittsburgh's going to be able to do much on the offensive side of the ball, and the run game's been okay, a little bit better as of late. That short passing game that they do, there's no semblance of anything stretching the ball down the field really much. You know, in Pittsburgh, I, I just think the Colts defense will be a little too much, and then Matt Ryan and the short passing game and just running the ball a little bit. You know, that I I, I think this is an ugly defensive struggle. I'm going to basically go the opposite of what you're saying. I'm going to take the Colts 20 to 16 in this one, uh, but don't feel comfortable about it because this is one of those games that. You know, might come down to just who out hits the other one and Pittsburgh hits you a little harder and causes a fumble or something like that and makes the play to win the football game. But I'll go Colts 20-16. to
2: Pete points out that this is our first disagreement straight up all week. And at that rate, you're never going to make up ground on the 11-game bulge that I have managed to put together through 11 weeks. There's only seven weeks left, including this one. So that's the one disagreement. That gives me extra reason to settle in Monday night and enjoy the Steelers beating the Jeff Saturday Colts. He's proven he can be Jeff Sunday. I don't think he can be Jeff Monday. We'll find out (laughs) soon enough. And when we return... You'll see our best bets, three picks against the spread or over, under, and the Folsom Prison Blues pick. We'll do that when PFTPM and Chris Sims Unbutton continues right after this.
0: Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality
0: simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
2: PFTP, I'm Chris Sims unbuttoned. Best bets time for week twelve. Let's get right to it. Cause we always piss away the first two minutes and then we're rushing out the door to finish it up. So go. Give me your first best bet.
1: I'm gonna take the Bucks. I am. I'm gonna ride with that. It's three and a half points. It just seems odd to me. I, I think the Bucks are, you know, week off. Defense is healthy, run stopping. And then it's a Browns defense that's not very good. And I think the Bucks will be able to run the ball just enough to have them have to play run defense and play action pass. Bucks 30-17. to 17. The spread is 3.5, like I said.
2: I hate to do this because I want to catch you. But I want to be right. The Bucs is one of the ones I have written down. I got the Buccaneers as well. Give me your next one. All right, and
1: next right. I'm going to take the Dolphins in the next one. I am. I'm going with the point. I'm going to ride the – I know they're favored by 13 here. Uh, I, I mean – the only way I see this not being a blowout is maybe somehow the Texans can stop the run and still play pass defense, but I, I don't see how it happens. I don't like their matchups on any aspect of this game. I got the Dolphins 34-14, the Spreads 13. I think they cover it easy.
2: He reminds me that I actually have a half-game lead in best bets, so I should just go ahead and match yours the rest of the season, and I'll win. But I feel like... I've been horrible. I want to be right. I'm going to go under. I went over last week with the Panthers game. This week I'm going under. Even though it's 36, the lowest over under of the year, I'm still going under. Broncos, Panthers together, they wouldn't score 36 points if they played two games (laughs) back-to-back.
1: So I'll take the under. I hear you. It is tempting. I I thought of it too. I did. I came to the realization of just like bad teams do stupid shit and I'm afraid to go with it. (laughs)
2: All right. One more.
1: I'm doing it. What do you got? I'm doing, you know, I, there's a part of me that's thinking about Packers on Monday night football, but I'm going to go with the Titans. The Titans are underdogs at home. I I don't see it. They're going to win the football game. I'm taking the Titans 20 to 17. They're underdogs by a point and a half.
2: I agree with you, but I'm not going to make it a best bet. I'm taking the Chargers to cover the spread at Arizona. The Cardinals are falling apart, and for the Chargers, they've shown me enough the last two games in primetime where we can watch them to realize that they are good enough. They are four-and-a-half-point favorites. All right, Folsom Prison Blues picked the one game straight up that we would take if we were lying dead in the gutter and we only had one game Chiefs, Chiefs Chiefs, on Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. fair to yeah. say? Yep. Chiefs. Chiefs, yes. Which means the Rams will win. Bryce Perkins, a star is born just like Kurt Warner 23 years ago. Enjoy your weekend. See ya. See you next time.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or.